pleased today. I, I won't say I'm preaching. I think it's a bit of teaching, and uh, that's, that's what I would say. But one thing that I found out about the tithe is that tithes did not start with the law. Did anybody know that? Did anybody know actually tithe did not start under the law? Okay, since we don't. Because every time people say, well, we know I'm under the law. Tithe is about the law. I found out from the beginning, tithe was not under the law. And tithe was not about, God did not actually instruct about tithe at the beginning. Let's go to the book of Genesis chapter 14. We're going to read from verse 14 to 24. What I'm going to do this morning, we're going to look at the Old Testament. And if possible, next week, look at the New Testament about tithe and offering. Well, this is Abraham that went to war. I mean, we all know this story. Abraham came back, and uh, the Bible says he gave a tent to Melchizedek, the priest. The thing about Melchizedek is that today nobody can actually explain who he is. But there is kind of a bit of a, when I research a bit more, a lot of people think it's Jesus reincarnated. And there's a clue somewhere there that's come to me. If you look in 18, he said, 18, he said, then Melchizedek, king of Salem. What does that Salem mean? Actually, Salem is now Jerusalem. Brought out bread and wine. What is that symbol, bread and wine? Now, this through my own research, this is connection in here about Christ. Because today, nobody can say, we, we hear nothing again. Apart from when you get into Hebrew, then when you start talking again, it's talking about the tithe and the law. So, Abraham didn't want to give 10%. It is not by law. It is not by instruction. It is by free will. And as you all know, he gave the remaining 90% to the prince of Sodom, which is of the word. So, this is the beginning of the tithe. So, if people start saying, no, the tithe is about law, it's about this. Actually, from beginning, tithe is not about law. Tithe is by Abraham chose to from what he had received. That's one. Second one to prove that actually it's not about law. Let's look again in, the, in um, Genesis chapter 28, verse 20 to 22. And this is about the grandson. Amen. Amen. Then Jacob made a promise. He mm -hmm. said, if God will be with me, and if he will protect me on this trip, mm -hmm. and if he gives me food to eat and clothes to wear, mm -hmm. and if I return in peace to my father's house, if he does all these things, then the Lord will be my God. Mm -hmm. I am setting this stone up as a memorial stone. It will show that this is a holy place for God, mm -hmm. and I will give God one-tenth of all he gives me. Amen. Now, as we can see, again, this is Jacob. Tithe was used in those days. If you see the two connections, first one, Abraham gave to Melchizedek, which is the high priest that we look at. But Jacob said to God, and there's one thing written in here with Jacob. It's not the purpose for him to receive money. It's not the purpose for him to, uh, okay, I'm going to give 10% for me to get something back. He highlights one thing in there. He said, if you do this for me, I will give this to you. So it's all about relationship between them and God. So 
He's giving tent unto the Lord. And this is something we need to understand about tight. Some we get mixed up. It is about your one-to-one relationship to God. It's about your giving to God. He said, if you, there's one thing I like. He said, God, if you guide me, if you protect me and provide for me, in all that I get, I will give 10% to you. Now, this is true free will. This is not true the law. Does that make sense? Please be with me this morning. Because we need to break this tight problem. <laughs> so, from beginning, tight is not about the law. Now, towards the end, then when we start with the Moses law, then that's when tight becomes the law. So, the initial purpose of the tight is not for the law. It's a man decide to say, you know what? Everything belongs to God. But I'm giving this to you. But key thing about it is that it's through a free will. I, 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 I learned one thing through my study that even if you pay your tithe grungily, you will not receive the blessing. If you are paying it every week, you don't miss it. And grungily, you're still thinking, here, here we go. <laughs> because what? What is it? When you give to God, it's a seed. That you let go, and it's a seed you let go willingly, believing one thing, all belong to him. Abraham, Jacob give that out of their own free will, out of their, their love, out of their relationship to God, believing he owns all things, everything belongs to him. Jacob knows he's his provider. Jacob knows he's his protector. Jesus knows God is his own guide. So he gives 10%. So tithes. Please, let's not get it mixed up. Tide started by man's free will. And now, along the way, then tide become a law. And again, when I look at it, really, yeah, it become a law. We look at the book of Malachi, and I know Malachi is something. And please, I want us to be delivered this morning. I will tell you one thing. Because you don't pay your tide doesn't mean you are cursed. Why? Because Jesus took all our cursed. Yeah, I, I would tell that because I learned one thing from this that we are not teaching this to pressurize you. Because you don't pay your tithe does not make you not going to make heaven. It doesn't. It does not. You will rejoice in heaven. But when you give to God out of your own willingness, joy, oh, there's abundance. We are not going to preach to you because you don't pay your tithe and the tithe is going to run you that you're going to die. No. I actually learned why God said what he said in Malachi 3. It's, it's another revelation to me. It's not that God caused them. No, it didn't. Because I found out the priests are not preaching that law to them properly, so they are missing it. What I found out from my research is that when God said about the curse, because if you read it, it's always good. Don't take a line of a scripture, please. Go to chapter 2, 3. Read it all the way down. When you read it, it's that the priests are not giving the proper message. They are missing about the law of God. The law is given. And at the end of the day, I look at the law. Law is wonderful. Jesus said, I didn't come to remove the law. Because the law is to help us. But because of sinful nature, nobody can fulfill the law. Law is wonderful. Till Jesus come back, law is still remain on earth. And the purpose of the law is not to kill us, not to destroy us, But he identify who you are. He identifies sin. That's why when they send the men to 30 miles an hour, we do 70. Uh, you know what it means. That means uh, you break the law. 
And that means you'll be punished for the law. The law itself punishes you when you break it. So the law is good. Nothing wrong with the law. It's when you break the law that you face the consequences of the law. And that got nothing to do with God. It is written. And so it shall be until Jesus comes back. So Jesus say, everybody say, I'm under the grace. Because you're under the grace does not mean you abuse the law. The queen break the law. I'm sure newspaper will take it. Prince Charles break the law. Something will happen somewhere. It's not like Africa that... Uh, <laughs> that newspaper, they will close down. The family that Daily Giwa and Nigeria exposed Abasha. The old generation, they disappear. Now, we live in the understanding we want to teach in this church for us to know is this. Today, I'm just going to focus more in this beginning of the Lord to let us understand. Please, I want you to rejoice. We don't live under the law. I keep repeating that. But the thing is at the beginning, then when we look at it, why ten, the, the, the tithe become part of the law? Because you need to ask, at the beginning, yes, it's not about the law. Abraham decided from all the war, everything he takes, he said, okay, medicine, I'm giving 10%, Prince of Sodom, here's 90%. You know, he gives to God what belongs to God. He gives 90%. Because if you look at Prince Sodom, Sodom is not a place you, 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 you will. It's not a, a good kingdom. It's a rotten morality. But if you look at that, it's a message in there on its own. Give what belongs to God. Give it to God. Whatever the ninety, then it's for the world. Do whatever you want to do with it. Jacob get that revelation from the grandfather. He was not forced to do so. He chose to give 10%. He said, God, if you can do this to me, Why? I will tell you why. When you encounter God, you encounter truth. God bless those who say amen. amen. Jacob encountered God in that moment and realized one thing. He see the truth. And he said, God, if you can do this, willingly I'm going to give it to you. Everything belongs to God. There's nothing that we own that's ours. All belong to him. And that's why when people say, well, I don't want to give. But remember, if God can give Jesus to you, then what is? If we are struggling to give 10%, how about him who give his son, God in the flesh, and render it to us? I think that would be next week. But the key thing I want to share with us in here is that, okay, why the law? What is the, what, why tithe? Why tithe become the law? Very simple. Very simple. Let's look in the book of Leviticus 27, from verse 30. Please, let me read 30 first, verse 30. Verse 30. <clears throat> Leviticus 27, verse 30. <clears throat> a tenth of all crops belongs to the Lord. This means the crops from fields and the fruit from trees, a tenth belongs to the Lord. So if you want to get back your tenth, you must add one-fifth to its price and then buy it back. Okay. Please let me read verse 32. The priest will take every tenth animal from a person's cattle or sheep. Every tenth animal will belong to the Lord. Okay. Amen. Now, that's the law. The tenth belong. It become a law. The priest. The purpose of the, of the tenth, of the, of the tithe that become the law is to look after the house of God. Don't forget, when God take, he chose the tribe of the Levi to be the priest. 
and they are given a condition that they cannot do nothing else but to serve God. They are not allowed to go and do part-time, work in Tesco, or, or work in railway like Brother Idris, or like me. You know, in those days, you, when those Levites, they are totally, thousand percent to God. And again, the same God, it was the same God then, and the same God now. If God said, we need to provide for them, why is the same God still alive? So let's not get it mixed up. So God said, tenth of everything that you own, give it to the house of God. You know, somewhere he said, bring it to my storehouse so it can be fed. And there's a lot of things that, that, that come along. So it become the law. That time become the law. You know, during that time, then it become kind of a, a taxation law. It become a taxation law. So God is the president, the priest. They are the prime minister. Because through the 10%, they are managing the kingdom on earth. Through the 10%, the government of God on earth has been managed. Remember, in those days, they have to look after the widows. That's part of the 10%. They have to have feed. That's part of the 10%. The priests need to be fed. That's a part of 10%. So God made that as a law. Isn't that a good thing? Is God. Yeah, I'm sure some people say, why can't God rain money down? No. But God said in there that this is instruction given. Why? Because my priests, they're going to be serving for you. They're going to be serving for me. They're going to be standing between you and me. And I don't want them to do anything else. So you need to provide for them. But not just only for them. For the ministry. For the church. I'm sure in those days they have to buy the oil. They have to buy these. They have to buy that. They're feeding a lot of people. So they need that. So again, the law is good. <laughs> Please, let's, let's not be ignorant of that. The law is wonderful. When you look deeply about the law of God, the purpose of the law of God, they are good. They are good. They are good. Because that's what God represents. So it's very important in those days that people pay the law. They pay their tithes. Because without it, the priest will not survive. We have to understand that. So God did that in the Old Testament. So his house can be rich. His house can be fulfilling the purpose of God. So the servant of God will not be distracted. The servant of God can have time with the Lord. It's not an easy job. Israelites, they are not easy people. The Bible called them stiff neck. Imagine that you have to lead stiff neck. They are not easy people to deal with. They caused Moses to reach the promised land. And we still have Israel in church today. <laughs> Maybe I am one of them, but may the Lord God help us all. Amen. One way or the other, we are Israel somewhere. I'll tell you, one way or the other, we are Israel. Once you are in Christ, you are Israel. So, uh, some of our next Steve somewhere, may go and Steve it. <laughs> so, it's very important. So, today, I just wanted to enlighten us. Tithe was initiated by Abraham. And Jacob, not under the law, through a free will to be a blessing. Then he became the law, and for one thing, for the purpose of maintaining the house of God. So why that should be a problem? Yeah, we look at the Malachi, we'll go back to that again. Yes, the teaching about the tithe now becoming a bit slacking. People are not paying no more. 
But remember, if you look at Malachi, you can understand the will and purpose of God. He's not saying that because he wants to curse you. No. Let me tell you one thing. When there's a law, you break the law, there's a consequence. That's what God's saying. Today, now, if you go and drive, like I said, you drive more than what you're supposed to do. You hit somebody or hit, the law will go against you. It's nothing to do with anything. You break the law. So in those days, the priests are not emphasizing much on the tithe. Everything is slacking, and God said, once it's written, nothing can change it. It is a law. So God is saying to them, look, fulfill this. God is saying to them, and that's why I'm saying to you, we're not cursed. Even Malachi 8, 3, is a blessing to you. God is saying, do this thing and see if what is going to happen to you. So please, let's wash our mind clean.